Hi, I'm Tammy Sorensen of Sound Expression. Welcome to episode number seven of Digging Deeper in December. Be sure to check out episodes one through three for the introduction and specifics of this podcast series. I begin today with several powerful truths from Luke chapter seven in the Passion Translation pertinent to now. Shifting things up, I will psalm in 741 hertz tuning while sharing the revelations from this chapter. It's interesting that today is 12-7, December 7th, chapter 7 in Luke, with my holistic frequency being 741 hertz, the throat gateway. Today's chapter has much to release about how we use our voices in this hour. Be sure to listen to episode number one for an explanation of psalming. Today I begin in Luke chapter 7, verse 7, more sevens, the number of completeness. Master, just speak the word and healing will flow. Jesus marveled at this. He turned around and said to the crowd who had followed him, Listen, everyone, never have I found among the people of God a man like this who believes so strongly in me. Jesus then spoke a healing word from a distance. Jesus is the healer. Much of what is written in the Gospels details one miraculous healing after another. To be healed is to be set free from whatever is holding us in captivity. Thoughts, generational issues, emotions, physical issues, spiritual issues, relationship issues, and so on. As mentioned in episode number five, much of physical healing is rooted in our need for emotional healing from trapped emotions as well as healing in our minds connected to those trapped emotions. Jesus surrendered his body to be tortured beyond recognition, to purchase healing on behalf of all who believe in him as healer. Faith in Christ, faith in him as healer, is what is required of the recipient. Scripture is clear that all who believed and who believe have been and are healed. He is who we are to focus on. His word is what we speak to our circumstances over our circumstances, rather than focusing on our natural circumstances. When he speaks a word of healing in, on, over, or through us, we can trust him to manifest his healing according to the perfect heart and will of heaven. His word never returns void. Isaiah 55, 11. There are so many unanswered questions pertaining to the topic of why healing has not always manifested how or when we thought or hoped. I believe at the core of this issue is simple, childlike, unshakable faith and trust in our Heavenly Father's goodness and in the power of Christ through Holy Spirit to work on our behalf that healing always has been and always will be the will and heartbeat of heaven. Luke chapter 7, verses 14 and 15. Then he stepped up to the coffin and touched it. When the pallbearers came to a halt, Jesus spoke directly to the corpse. Young man, I say to you, arise and live. Immediately the young man moved, sat up, and spoke to those nearby. Jesus presented the son to his mother, alive. A tremendous sense of holy mystery swept over the crowd. They shouted praises to God. This scripture speaks not only of the power to raise the dead, 
but also of Jesus's power to resurrect whatever dreams, hopes, vision, relationships, creativity, giftings, etc., has the natural appearance of having died in this life. We all navigate Abraham's journey of trusting our Heavenly Father with our Isaacs, meaning our precious promises from him. We have entered a new kingdom season of asking and trusting him to resurrect the things in our lives that seemingly have died, but in actuality have been laid at the feet of Jesus to be resurrected to new life in this now time, to look differently than we had originally thought, but incredibly and immeasurably so much better after having stayed the course, pressing in for the prize of Christ Jesus in spite of it all, through it all. Luke 7, verses 21, 22b, and 23. Jesus turned to the crowd and healed many of their incurable diseases. His miracle power freed many from their sufferings. He restored the gift of sight to the blind, and he drove out demonic spirits from those who were tormented. The blind are now seeing. The crippled are now walking. Those who were lepers are now cured. Those who were deaf are now hearing. Those who are dead are now brought back to life. The poor and the broken are given the hope of salvation. Tell John these words. The blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me, no matter what happens. This passage confirms what I previously stated about simple, unshakable, childlike faith in him. I am believing we have entered a new season of seeing Jesus manifest his greater works through sons and daughters of all ages, wholehearted for him and his kingdom. I am standing in faith for a generation being set free from spiritual blindness and deafness, from demonic strongholds and indoctrination, from giftings and callings being crippled by the journey, from the poor in spirit, in health, and in the natural, from aloneness and lacking, and for the dead things on a multitude of levels being brought back to abundant life in Christ Jesus. I am believing that a remnant has humbled itself, repented of a plethora of sins, and that Holy Spirit is going to blow through our land with healing and deliverance beyond what we have ever witnessed since Jesus walked the earth. Luke 7, verse 24b through 26a. What kind of man did you expect to see out in the wilderness? Did you expect to see a man who would be easily influenced and shaken by the shifting opinions of others? Who did you go there to see? Did you expect to see a man decked out in a splendid fashion of the day living in the lap of luxury? Or did you discover a true prophet out in the lonely wilderness? Jesus gives us a description of his disciples, his prophet, in this passage and it looks very different than the image we perceive of today. He clearly states that his true disciples and prophets are not remotely influenced by the shifting opinions of man, which means by the shifting of politics, haircuts, jeans, shoes, lights, smoke, or the influence of their ties. Ouch! John the Baptist was contrary to culture and didn't dress via the religious image. Current culture, John the Baptist would probably live homeless under a bridge or in a park, unkempt, unshowered, disheveled, tattooed with piercings. We seem to be repeating his story's mistakes in our day and hour. Those who are all in for Jesus, 
are to be more concerned with his heart and his will manifesting 24-7 than with their image or with the liberal conservative opinions of man. Luke chapter 7, verse 35. Nevertheless, the wisdom of God will be proven true by the expressions of godliness in everyone who follows me. This single verse contains a mouthful in this current culture. The wisdom of Jehovah God is the unborn child who leapt in Elizabeth's womb in the power of Holy Spirit as it recognized the Christ child in Mary's womb. Luke 1, verses 41 to 44. This alone says so much about the controversy concerning life and the unborn in our time. The wisdom of God is the teenager Mary responding, Be it unto me according to your will, in Luke 1.48. In a culture where it was not only inconvenient for Mary to bear this child, but it could have cost Mary her life. The wisdom of God ordains the praises of infants and children to silence the enemy, to silence the darkness, Psalm 8, verse 2. The wisdom of God proves true in those who follow Christ wholeheartedly, having eyes to see and ears to hear, the urgency in this hour to speak up and defend those who are unable to speak for themselves in the midst of a culture saturated in the perverse destruction and indoctrination of the defenselessness, innocence, and purity of today's unborn, preschool, and school-aged children and teens. Every mountain of culture is currently exploiting and or poorly stewarding the gift and treasure of this next generation. The government, media, education, arts and entertainment, business, family, and church. The wisdom of God is proving itself true in this hour through those voices crying out in the wilderness in this hour over urgent issues on the heart of our Heavenly Father as we follow Him on behalf of all he came to earth to save. In Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5, it says, Children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Children born to a young couple will one day rise to protect and provide for their parents. Happy will be the couple who has many of them. A household full of children will not bring shame on your name, but victory when you face your enemies for your offspring will have influence and honor to prevail on your behalf. The wisdom of God is to answer the problems of earth through sending an infant to be born on earth for the saving of all as a demonstration of his love for all. Luke chapter 7, verse 38b and 47. Then, as an act of worship, she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume. She has been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be given for will love me very little. The wisdom of God is proven true in this verse as well. His wisdom is specific to extravagant love and extravagant worship being poured out wholeheartedly unto the one for whom this season the entire world celebrates. His wisdom proves true when we understand the magnitude of all that he is and all that he has done for all of mankind. 
This verse speaks for itself, so I will state it again. Then, as an act of worship, she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume. She has been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume that they have little to be forgiven for will love me very little. Luke 7, verse 50. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your faith in me has given you life. Now you may leave and walk in the ways of peace. Concluding with the issue of faith connected to peace is perfect. Several times today, the issue of childlike, unshakable faith in our Heavenly Father, in Jesus, the Christ child, in Holy Spirit, to be who they are on our behalf, to arise and shine in what Christ Jesus has already made available to, for, over, and within us is key to healing and to peace. This Christmas season, the Prince of Peace, who surpasses all understanding, desires to flood our homes with the glory of himself, to flood our homes with his perfect peace. Let it be unto us according to your will. Amen.